area could be made into a mother-in-law apartment. The attached home with an open floor plan with hickory wood cabinets, Formica countertops, and covered outdoor patio area. Call me, Christy Kinghorn, today. Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Did you know that in Old English gambling dens, there was a guy whose only job was to swallow all the dice if the police raided the place? You know what else you don't know? How to fix or repair your 404 side-by-side. Handos to the rescue. Just one phone call and faster than snake eyes, Joe will come and get it, fix what's broke, and bring it back again. It ain't rocket surgery. Just don't try it at home. Call Joe Hando at Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Begin this spring by improving your sleep with a new mattress from Moss Holders and Serta. Right now, every mattress at Moss Holders is on sale. Moss Holders has tons of choices, from iComfort memory foams and hybrids to traditional inner spring mattresses and pillow tops. Save even more with bonus buys on bedding accessories like sheets, pillows, adjustable foundations, and mattress protectors. In stock or special order, save on every mattress purchase made at Moss Holders. Moss Holders mattress sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Everyone's story is different, but one thing is always true. Your trade-in is just as important to the equation as the new vehicle. Hi, this is Brad at Primary Motors, and we recently had a customer whose trade-in had been taken care of like it was part of the family and had sentimental attachment. We already had a local customer in mind, and they knew each other. Both of our customers were glad that they had come to Primary Motors that day. See us today at Primary Motors, 2305 Coffin Avenue, or online at primarymotors.com. Did you know that in Old English gambling dens, there was a guy whose only job was to swallow all the dice if the police raided the place? You know what else you don't know? How to fix or repair your 404 side-by-side. Handos to the rescue. Just one phone call and faster than snake eyes, Joe will come and get it, fix what's broke, and bring it back again. It ain't rocket surgery. Just don't try it at home. Call Joe Hando at Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Time is speeding away, and tax time is just around the corner. But don't worry, Cloud Peak Accounting is there to help. They've made your tax experience easier by streamlining their process with new technology and procedures to give you a faster turnaround time for your taxes, and therefore less stress for you. Let Cloud Peak Accounting show you how fast it can be to get your taxes done. After all, sometimes speed matters. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. The Sheridan Media Spring Auction ends tonight, so get your bids in. Get outdoors with golf certificates, RV accessories, a new 125 Rebel dirt bike. Save on gift certificates to a variety of local stores ready to help you with seasonal projects. Save on pizza, dining and entertainment certificates, cleaning and handyman certificates. Remember, you can set a high bid when you place your first bid so you don't lose out on your item. Check it out. The Spring Online Auction ends tonight at SheridanMedia.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter recently attended a strategic planning mission. Now, this morning, I am joined by the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter Executive Director, Jill Moriarty, to discuss the need, the process, 
and the results of these meetings. Good morning, Jill. Mike. You are on the right mic. The right mic. Right <laughs> I just had to flip a switch. All right. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's been an arduous process, but it's uh, it's been wonderful. Uh, things like this, transitions, they're always a little bit difficult, aren't they? Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, as with ironing things out on the board, it usually comes out better in the end. A uh, little bit of work's involved. But it's better in the end, right? Yes. To um, have a path forward and um, ensure mature growth, uh, it's not always comfortable. Yeah. And some people don't necessarily like the process or the plan. And so you do lose people involved in the process. There's a little bit of turnover. Well, that's almost common every time a a company or an organization decides, you know what, we're uprooting everything. We're going to take a look at it. We're going to decide what we're going to do and go forward from here. Mm-hmm. And it and it, it also, I mean, it affected the board and um, our staff. So oh, really? Okay. Just prior to the retreat, it was a big time commitment. You know, there was uh, there were evenings before, and then it was an entire weekend, and there was, there was a tire, an entire Monday after that. Um, and uh, we had volunteers. We had select volunteers. Uh, we had um, board members, staff, um yeah, and then I actually did uh, stakeholder surveys is what it's called, and I sent out surveys to other people who couldn't attend but who um, are big proponents of the shelter and got written feedback from them. So I'm still compiling all that in the final document. Wow. So it was broad-based. You really input. wanted to know what everybody thought. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, for, before I go any further, how's Gus? Gus is doing amazing. The South Park master. Yeah, I'm Hoping it's not a foster fail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it starting to feel like that, it? Yeah. Well, I worked with him so much. And yesterday, um, you know, there was a group of us in bike club, and and I actually had him jumping over pallets and then crawling through a tunnel and stuff. I got to meet Gus not very long ago. And uh, you want to talk about an intimidating animal. Uh, but he's once he gets to know you, he's just a big teddy bear. Yeah. He he is, but like when we got back yesterday, I went in the garage, to, you know, to put him back in his kennel, and there was a city worker there, Rod. And as soon as he walked in, he did that. He like he barked at you. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, that's that's, like, that's well, a heck of a walk. bark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes you yeah. think twice. I'll yeah. tell you that. He's so big. But it's really good to hear that he's doing well, and yeah. uh, you know your dedication to making sure that he got home, because. Uh, yeah. You know, the way I determined it, if Gus knew, you know, that you were out there, I think he probably would have ran up to you and gone home. I don't think I Gus don't think wanted. So. You don't think so? You <laughs> no, think Gus wanted to live in the forest? And... Oh, I think he was just scared. Um, he didn't have the life skills. You know, he was just running around, and yeah. uh, he was because I, I did, I spotted him once in the underbrush. Um, twice I saw him, and I was like, "Come here, Gus, come here," and he just jumped up and ran. So. Wow, so you think it was just kind of fear mm-hmm. that kept him from coming yeah, close to the call anybody? Of the wild. <laughs> yeah, you, right? Yeah, he exactly. Anyone. Wow. Well, we finally got that bear <laughs> <laughs> captured and home. Now, what led to the development of this plan? Why did? Why was it needed? So when I was um, one of my um, questions to the board, the board at the time when I was hired three and a half years ago, was do you have a strategic plan? And they said no. And some of those board members were newer, and and there wasn't any historical perspective, I don't think, when I came on. So nobody really knew if there had been one. So I 
really believe in having a plan moving forward. Um, however, at the time, um, there were some things that needed to be worked out. Um, Julie had been the interim director and figured out all the HR issues, of which there were many. Um, but the previous director, who had been there for three years, um, left kind of a disaster in terms of paperwork and budget. And so really it's been a process of cleaning that up so we actually have a real budget and can see, you know, where we're going that way. <clears throat> so we were at a good spot to say, okay, now let's think strategically. Where can we go from here? Yeah. And, that's, and I didn't – so I am leaving the organization as director um, and so that was one of the things I wanted to get done before I left. Was to make sure that all of this was set in place. Mm -hmm. uh, now, when are you leaving? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> We've hired um, AJ Evans. She's going to do amazing things. Um, and so I'm working with her. Um, but again, you know, now we're, because of this plan, um, we have lost staff and there's going to be, you know, 90 days where we need to get a lot of things accomplished in 90 days. Yeah. And then I'm still on the accountability list for certain things a year down the road. And, and I don't know, you know, I may transition to the board or just an impactful volunteer. Yeah. So you sure. still want to be involved with the shelter. Oh, yeah. But you pretty much laid down the foundation that you want as director and you're moving on. Yeah, so the organization can be focused and sustainable, at least for the next three to five years, hopefully in perpetuity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, where are you going, or can I ask? I don't know. You don't know yet? <laughs> hey, right on. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Going for it. I mean, I love training dogs. You know, the Straight of Service and Bike Club has, have been um, my favorite things, two of my yeah. favorite things. And so I'll probably help Chan foster a few mornings a week with his country pet in and all around canine um love I, shan he's such a great guy yeah. love having him in here yeah he's uh in fact he texted me this morning said hey i wasn't invited to public <laughs> <laughs> i said well <laughs> got other things this time it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh he's so knowledgeable in in the things that he he deals with every day oh yeah and and so uh, you know and so are you so i could see that being like a, i'm just learning yeah but <laughs> at the same time i mean look at how far you've come with gus yeah you know, which is a testament to the work that you've put in. Now, the department or the development of this plan was through a contractor. Who did you have come in for that? So the organization is called Funding for Good, and the two facilitators are Mandy and Marie. And Mandy owns the company, and Marie is the, the facilitator, the main facilitator. Uh, I first did a workshop with my board president, Kim, almost four years ago. Um, and they had come, the Center for a Vital Community had invited them out to do a board workshop for, you know, rules and regulations and responsibilities of a board. Um, and so that was my first workshop with them, and, and I thought they were amazing. Um, they're out of North Carolina, though, and so it's expensive to get them here. And then subsequently Rooted um, had them come back out, and they did strategic planning with them. Um, and that's when they actually went through their whole rebranding process and they've become this <clears throat> dynamic organization. Yeah. Um, and so I talked to one of uh, a former board member about them and, um, and actually sat down and said, I really want to go through this process and I think they're amazing. And, um, and so we did, so what we did is, um, we got the funding to invite them back out and have them for two, well, four days. And then other organizations 
joined in and had their own days set and the Center for Vital Community. So all of us were able to split the travel costs. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So a couple organizations got some good training and, and uh, plan development. Yeah, three, and actually one in Buffalo, too. <laughs> oh, so four. Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, they only work with 501c3s. Uh, C3. Yeah, nonprofits. Yeah, so, and then they basically just kind of educate you on how the process is uh, legally supposed to go. For boards, um, yeah, they, they educate boards. They also, um, then they... Come in, and so we uh, we had a staff. Was it called staff VIP day? So that was after we went through this whole process. Then we had them come together with the staff and um, develop lines of communication. What we need to have a better communication between staff, um, things that are important with the staff being on the front lines, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, They're in the trenches. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Um, and to create a, a happier workspace for everyone. So now, how long did this take? So the onboarding process was pretty intensive. So even before they came out, um, they were sending me all kinds of questions and I had to do lots of research and um, fill out because they like to come ready to go. Yep. They don't want to waste time with historical data or whatever. They even, you know, had me describe every employee, what their role was, volunteer. It was intensive. So by the time they got here, we had. Um, we had to do our re- – well, we, okay, we didn't have a vision statement, um, never had one, and we had a mission statement that I had just tweaked, which really you shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> but I had tweaked it, I don't know, three years ago because it seemed outdated. Um, and at that time, we didn't have much of a board. Um, I think when I came on, three board members – I was down to two board members. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. Um, and some of them had just termed out, and they had been – uh, they had been there through a lot of upheaval, so they were burnout legitimately. Yeah. Um, and then, so and then this process was a huge time commitment, and that was one of uh, the things that we wanted to to rectify with board members. Um, and so we did lose three three board members in the process, maybe four, <laughs> um, right before the retreat. But then also right before the retreat, we gained three board members who are energized and ready, and ready to jump to go. in. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So so what is... Can I answer that question? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> what is a vision statement? So a vision statement says, basically, if you could solve, if you could achieve what you wanted to achieve and basically be out of business, what would that look like? So it's unattainable. A vision statement is 99% of the time unattainable. So our vision statement we came up with was um, every pet has a loving home and every home has a loving pet. Definitely unattainable, but it right. would mean you would no longer need shelters, you know. Right, the perfect world, yeah, right? Yeah, the perfect world. Now, the vision statement is what is the ultimate goal? Mm-hmm. Your mission statement. The mission statement says how we're going to do it. Um, and it's supposed to be, I think, eight to ten words. So our mission statement is, um, to be a safe haven for stray or surrendered pets until they can be rehabilitated, re-hum- rehabilitated, adopted, or returned to their owners. You did that without looking at your paper. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You got that one down. Now, now, 
when you're when you're looking at these things, um, I know a little bit of this process. Uh, the military works yeah. on a lot of different types, of, and you know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so what are the barriers that were identified uh, to achieve your mission? Yes. Yeah, so you, we went through a SWOT analysis, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, so the three questions, uh, you know, that are asked in this process are: what if, um, why not, and how to. So how, why not? identifies the barriers and some of the barriers and and the barriers are things that you can't you have no control over and then so you have to navigate figure out how you're going to navigate around those barriers and then also barriers that you can have influence on but you have to identify them so um for instance one of our barriers uh, was bureaucratic um timeline like we don't have any control because we do have to deal with a bureaucracy in our case a major one is the deq Mm-hmm. Um, because we're built on the landfill. So that was one of the onboarding things is I had to identify, you know, what are the issues with the DEQ? Because one of our other weaknesses is um, an outdated facility, and we're out of capacity. And so all those things rely on whatever we can do with the land that we currently have. Um, and so DEQ uh, is in the process of mitigation with our landfill um, over water, water leaching into our the little good big goose and the really? water okay yeah which is underneath us so for instance even if we wanted to build right now we wouldn't have the ability because we can't dig so there's no concrete we're not um we actually put in a sprinkler system before or started to that was donated <laughs> last fall um and uh Almost got the landfill in a lot of trouble with the DEQ because, but, you know, I didn't get the memo that we couldn't do that. I thought we had to dig, we couldn't dig way, you know, a certain amount of feet. Yeah. But no, I was. At, so at it, all? No, not at all. Wow. Um, until it's, but on the plus side, in the process of this mitigation, we might have some answers in a year and there might be some funds that will enable us to, um, you know, help build other pens or add you know, grass and maybe be able to use the sprinkler system that <laughs> is in the ground and not finished. Um, so that's a barrier. And then there's a potential of an opportunity in a year where, you know, we can actually have a plan. Um, so that's an example of a barrier. Yeah. An action that can be taken. Mm-hmm. All right. When we return, we're going to continue with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. of green grass, sunny days, and long drives down the fairway? Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2022 season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted passes now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone and the grass will be greening up before you know it. Don't miss out. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. Hi, it's Steve Mann. Have you heard the commercials for the Mark Patrick Stop Smoking Seminars? And they said only $49.99, and it could work for you. So I thought, that's not even a week's worth of smoking. So I went, and guess what? 
It did work for me. You know, my friends and family are still amazed. I quit smoking. I didn't have cravings, anxiety, or weight gain. Listen, I don't know how it works, but I know it works because I'm living proof, and it's 100% guaranteed. So what do you got to lose? I'll tell you what you got to lose. A very bad habit. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. Become a non-smoker with hypnosis designed to work without anxiety, irritability, or weight gain. For only $49.99, become a non-smoker. That's right. Seminar Friday, March 25th at the Ramada Hotel in Sheridan from 8 to 10 p.m. Registration starts at 7.30. Weight loss seminar starts at 5.30 and stop smoking at 8 p.m. Are you a professional in the mechanical trades? Powder River Heating and Air Conditioning, a family-owned company, is currently hiring commercial construction plumbers and service plumbers. Benefits include year-round employment with great pay based on experience and performance, health insurance, life insurance, a 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and travel time. Ready for a change? Apply online at powderriverheating.com or email kent at prhvac.com. Powder River Heating and Air Conditioning is an equal opportunity employer. JR Civil believes employees are their biggest and best asset and employee safety is their number one priority. With that in mind, JR Civil is currently looking for superintendents, operators, and laborers with water main and sewer main installation experience. JR Civil offers competitive wages and a company benefits package for qualified individuals that includes health, dental, vision, life, and long-term disability insurance. Sound good? Apply online today at jrcivil.com or call Terry at 307-751-5089. The sharedamedia.com online auction and Tonight, check out some awesome deals just in time for beautiful weather. Ride the trails on a new 125 Rebel dirt bike. Save some green on golf certificates to Hidden Bridge Golf Course. Save money with gift certificates to local stores where you can get supplies to work on a variety of home and outdoor projects. Enjoy retail therapy, red shed redos. Place your bids now. The spring online auction on sharedamedia.com ends tonight. Good. <laughs> You're good. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting and this morning I am joined by the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter Executive Director Jill Moriarty. Recently, the Dog and Cat Shelter attended a strategic planning process. Jill, we've talked about the vision and the mission statements and we have identified some of the barriers. Uh, once those I- are identified... What's the the plan of action from there? So uh, we developed through this through this process. We developed three strategic directions for the next one year. Well, actually, next ninety days, then one year, then two to five years. Um, and the first one was increasing our organizational impact. And one of one way to do that is to improve our facilities because our facilities are outdated. They're old. They're twenty years old. They've had a lot of wear. <laughs> And I know during COVID-19, you guys were running out of room left and right. And we still there. are. Yeah. Um, I'm, it, it's even more so because we were at, I think I've told you this before, last year, I'm a numbers person. I love to compare data. And last year we were at um, averaging 146 animals a day and we're up to 175. Wow. So, um, now, how, how difficult is it to get uh, capital improvement funding? Uh, pretty difficult because of the barriers we just spoke about. Yeah. So, um, the city owns the land. This is a 20 year historical perspective. So we're on city land, former landfill. 
um, there there were donations that that were generated to build the facility, and um, so the city owns the building now. So it was it's a 501c3, but they built it with private funds and then donated the building back to the city because it's on city land. So anything that we want to do needs to go through the planning office. Um, and now, as I said, also DEQ and things like that. Yeah. Um, and it's going to take a capital campaign. Yeah. Also, if we want to improve and add and say, okay, if in a year we can, um, it. I mean, the facility is also not well planned. It's it's not um, it's not an efficient place to work. Um, it is a bit of a maze in there. It's a maze, and uh, you know, we. I can. There's three things that I know everyone would agree on. There is the puppy nursery is a mess. Um, it has no heat, and we finally installed heat in the the little uh, indoor area. But there's uh, in the winter, it's awful to clean their outside run because there's no water. Also, <laughs> there's no water or heat in the puppy nursery. Right. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. And so we have made improvement. It's still not efficient. It should be a storage area. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, and also uh, dog ISO. It's two kennels. They have no outdoor runs, although this year we did add fencing so that we could segregate dogs that are in ISO, which means they're sick or have mange or... Which is um, quite common over yeah. there, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, these well, stray dogs. Yeah, yeah. And especially litters of puppies and things like that. We have to take preventative measures because... Parvo was very persistent. And then you had that big scare last year. Yes. Uh, What was that thing called that uh, we had to do some testing for? Canine brucellosis. Yeah, canine brucellosis. And I just heard, where was it? I just heard um, from someone the other day that um, they were testing for another case. It was a a family-owned dog. Oh, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. Now, all I've got to say is I could link just me. And I, I'm, I'm nothing but a humble radio show <laughs> host. But I could link COVID-19 to that shelter pretty dang quickly. Mm-hmm. So American, you know, there's funding from the city, the county. Uh, they have it. Have you thought about approaching them over that those funds? No. Thank you. And I will. <laughs> it's easily to link to that. I mean, the facility, during an emergency, the pandemic, we learned a lot of stuff about that facility. Gosh. Number one, there's not enough room in there. Right. And now we know that the puppy nursery sounds uh, pretty insufficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and dog ISO. And then cat ISO is in the stray dog runs, right? It's a room <laughs> in the same area as the dog. So you have yeah. cats that are already stressed out and sick listening to dogs bark all day in their right. They're just like one little, they're in the same area. All the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's uh, it's great that you guys have done what you could, but uh, with that funding out there, I would recommend seeing if you can't get some of that money. Yeah, because uh, in a year, we could maybe do something. You could do it. a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what could happen out there? Yeah. Now, Thank you, Floyd. I'll, no, I'll I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> Go visit I don't know if you should name drop me <laughs> up the city. <laughs> but uh, that was, you know, I, it, it, I'm just saying, COVID-19 really showed us a lot about the shelter. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the, the the second direction, um, mainly staffing and human resources, Yeah, right? expanding sustainable human and physical resources. So something that came up on the VIP day was, um, and some of the input was uh, the turnover, the staff turnover. Mm-hmm. And then you say, why is that? Well, there aren't as many professional opportunities to keep people there. So we wanted to 
we want to develop leadership and create um, continued education and learning opportunities for the key key staff. Absolutely. Uh, you want professional development mm-hmm. as you once you get a job. Yeah. Yeah. And the promise of higher wages and, you know, and career fulfillment and things like that. Um, in fact, my sister said, make it a career, not a job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, I think too many people might believe this job involves just sitting in a room cuddling animals. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in reality, this job is cleaning up after cleaning animals. Lots it's, of poop. I mean, that's that's yeah. what the job is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people go down to shelters thinking, well, I'm going to sit in a room with cats all day. Mm-hmm. And there we go. And someone's going to pay me for that. Well, that is insane. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, come and on. And let's talk about laundry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got laundry. Really, this is a deep... Very involved mm-hmm. cleaning job, isn't it? It is. And, but I mean, you do learn the animals. That is part of the job. A fantastic perk with that job. Yes. And especially when they first come in, I call it peeling the onion. Because um, you got to understand the cat or the dog, what happened to them, what kind of personality may develop while you're cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. another thing, people say, why aren't you open it? You know, and I even say that I, when I first came on, I said, we're catering to the unemployed with our hours. Um, well, now because the staff. The staff shortage is constant. Um, we can't increase our hours, but that's one of the things that came out, like stay open to 530. Um, but we people don't realize how long it takes to clean in the morning. Yeah. Like they think we should, and we have people there at 7, 730, and we are not done until 10. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easy. I mean, you've got, what, 100 and some dogs, 100 and some cats. Yeah. They've all been in there all night long by themselves. Yeah. you got some cleaning to do yeah. when you show up. And especially right now the adoption side because we had so many puppies again. We've consistently had up to 30 puppies at a time. You guys have had a lot of puppies this year. A lot year. of puppies this year. And I was trying to figure out why, and it was because, again, COVID, mm-hmm. um, there were no spay-neuter clinics. Really? Yeah. I mean, direct correlation. Yeah, those would have gotten shut down. Mm-hmm. Animals are going to continue being animals. Yeah, and it was Wyoming and Montana. So. Wow. Wow. Now, now um I've only got a couple minutes left okay. with you. What's what's the third direction? Um, building positive awareness, support, and engagement. And so that's um, establish a strate- strategic marketing plan um, and then develop ways to engage the community more. So we've already started doing that, like took the dogs down to Home Depot last Saturday, um, Cat Cafe, you know, the Cat Cafe at Bomber Mountain Nutrition. Um, we're going to continue to do that. Um, and then really focus on our um, direct Marketing in terms of newsletters, constant contact, and then also a comprehensive digital marketing campaign. So we're going online. We're going out into the public. We're going to make ourselves more aware or make the community more aware of us. Yes. And because we're no longer just local, um, we do have a lot of people from out of state. And I think that's because of our programs. But we're going to assess what is that impact and how do we reach more people like that, not just for donors um, but also for adoptions. And maybe get somebody from Montana or one of the Dakotas to adopt uh, a Wyoming yeah, dog. because we've had, you know, we have a few in Massachusetts, Vancouver, British Columbia, um, Washington State. Regionally, we have a lot. And a lot of that is the digital, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, reaching out there, people hitting Facebook, people mm-hmm. hitting your website. In the website, um, like it's our one of our biggest um things we need to fix is like if you want to find like if you go on our fed our our site and then you go click on pet finder it's very confusing so 
because it looks like we have three animals or something. Right, right. And you have to kind of dig to get and actually see how many animals we have. So, so you got to streamline that. That's not a cheap thing to do in this day and age, is it? Like get somebody in there who knows websites, who knows. Well, I'm getting develop. quotes right now. <laughs> but, yeah. But we're going to have to have it in the and a line item in the budget. Absolutely. And it over. Yeah, especially when you're reaching people as far as Massachusetts to adopt a dog. I mean, yeah. that's beneficial right there. Yeah. Now, before I let you go, Jill, when will we hold our first rabies clinic for the year? Uh, probably May or June. May or June. Okay, mm-hmm. so it is coming and up just around drive the corner. And it's the drive-through again. <laughs> oh, it, well, it was so efficient. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, again, something that we learned during COVID. And one thing we are going to do is... Um, we're planning on, we're going to say, but instead of just rabies, we're going to offer all vaccinations plus rabies and a microchip. Ban. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys can attain that goal. And Jill, it's always a pleasure yeah, having you on you, here. Boy. Thank you so much. I love public calls. <laughs> <laughs> now, when we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan Advocacy and Resource Center. This is Public Pulse. I'm at 3 Caraway at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellinger has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today, and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls, and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. At Stiefel, our focus is on you, your needs, and your goals. You won't be plugged into a one-size-fits-all model. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. We practice a service model where our clients can share their vision and ask questions. Regardless of your situation, our guidance is driven by your investment needs. Call us at 307-672-3434 to talk about your financial goals. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Buying a service contract from Hammer Chevrolet is always beneficial, especially if you're looking to keep your vehicle for a long time, Dick Hammer. Bob, there are lots of scams out there when it comes to extended warranties for your vehicle. Come in and sit down and let's put together a well-thought-out service contract together that works for you. Give yourself peace of mind when you're on the road. Hammer Chevrolet, doing business in Sheridan since 1937. 107 East Alger, online at hammerchevy.com. Here's what people are saying about wrap plumbing and heating in Sheridan. Very professional, friendly, and fast. Wrap plumbing and heating did a great job within our budget. We appreciated their fast callback time, and they left no mess behind. Thank you, Wrap Plumbing and Heating, for your service, and I want to say that we're proud to recommend you to others. This is Dan Rapp of Wrap Plumbing and Heating. My crew and I work hard to exceed your expectations on all your plumbing needs. We pride ourselves on top quality workmanship and thank all of our customers for their recommendations. I like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. That's right. You heard it here. If you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Need a plumber? Call Wrap Plumbing and Heating. They'll get back to you, give you a free estimate, and have it done as quickly as possible. Wrap Plumbing and Heating, 752-1844. 752-1844. When you're in pain, 
It causes stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right. And early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. If you've been thinking about building your dream home, Vista West is the place to be. Hi, it's Jack and Kathleen Wood from Best Real Estate. You're right, Jack. With five to seven plus acre lots starting at around 250000 Vista West is just what you're looking for. With less than three miles from downtown Sheridan. You heard her, folks. I'm right. Wait, what? Building your luxury dream home with natural landscaping and views of the Bighorns. Vista West is Sheridan, Wyoming's premier executive building site. Call Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307. 307- 763-1249. It's time to live your life the best at Vista West. And I was right. Brokered by EXP. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of the show this morning, we will be discussing sexual assault. Now, I'm going to let you know, listener discretion is advised. But this is one of those subjects that needs to be talked about openly. And, in my opinion, public awareness needs to be improved. According to the National Sexual Violence Resource Center, one in five women in the United States experienced, completed, or attempted sexual assault during their lifetime. Nearly a quarter, 24.8% to be precise, of men in the U.S. experienced some form of contact sexual violence in their lifetime. Nationwide. 81% of women and 43% of men reported experiencing some form of sexual harassment and or assault in their lifetime. From the Sheridan Advocacy and Resource Center, I am joined by victims advocates Shelby Traub and Brittany Hamilton. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. morning. Now, uh, scary statistics, huh? Yes. Uh, and, And one that I think we need to bring to the forefront Shelby, you're also the outreach coordinator, uh, and and this is kind of a new position for you, you said. Yes. um, So our center has been making um, a little bit of changes, uh, good changes. This position is going to allow me more time to um, reach out to other agencies and collaborate with them on how we can expand our our, um, prevention and education throughout the community. Yeah. 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 I'm seeing a lot of organizations do that. Maybe it was COVID motivated where everyone started to have to lean on each other, you know, but uh, I I love the fact that you guys are taking advantage of it. It's great. Yes, definitely. And we are super excited um, to be doing, uh, you know, we'll be collaborating a lot with Northern Wyoming Mental Health and the VOA um, for different outreach possibilities. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, now uh, have you guys also spoke with Uprising, uh, the human trafficking uh, organization? Yes, we uh, have. Yeah. We actually work pretty closely with them, um, and we have a really great relationship with them as well. That's great. Uh, mm-hmm. She's out there doing great things, too. Now, uh, 
this isn't a subject people really like to talk about, is it? Um, this is something that uh, when it happens, there's a lot of shame involved. Um, and, and people genuinely, I mean, I read a statistic and, and I had too many to really put it on here, but mm-hmm. I read a statistic and it was a little older, 20, 2014, if I remember right, that 61% of sexual assaults go unreported. So the numbers that we have that really shock us, that's nothing. That's not, I mean, that's less than 50%. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then especially, you know, you add in the aspect of, you know, we live in Sheridan and that's such a small community and it makes it even harder for people to report because you're in a community where everybody knows everybody. I mean, you go to Walmart and you can see 10 people that you know. And so, you know, that small town, you know, community, it just it makes it really hard. And yeah, but you know, in in like a lot of cases, having that small town community can can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. You know, we can bring it together. We mm-hmm. can all hands in. And at the same time, you're right. There is like, well, I don't want my neighbors to know right. this happened to me. I don't want my friends to know this happened to me because there is so much shame involved and on on the side of the victim, and that that I always just have real trouble with because they shouldn't. <laughs> You know, it's not like it was their fault, but that still comes with it. It's still a harsh reality. It is. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's just like that's what we want to change is the stigma that comes along with sexual assault. Because right now the stigma, it rests with the victim and it shouldn't be that way. It should solely be on the abuser because it's not the victim's fault. It never is the victim's fault when it comes to sexual assault. And that's where we need to have this shift of where it goes solely on the abuser. Yes. Um you know, we tell we we do a lot of presentations in the schools, um, and one of the favorite things that I like to say is there is one reason people get sexually assaulted, and that one reason is because of the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. There is no other reason why someone would would be sexually assaulted. Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. the perpetrator. Yep. that's that's where that's all the blame, all the shame, and everything yes, needs to yes. lie. When 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 we learn that somebody is a victim or has been victimized, uh, and we should be backing them up with everything that we possibly can. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I've got people who say, "Well, what about those who bring up sexual assault? That didn't happen." Well, that's why we have an investigation. Exactly. Correct. Right. That's why Correct. that's why we have the police get involved and we get to the bottom of this. Now, uh, what are we doing on April fifth? Can you tell me a little bit about that? So April 5th, so it's really it's the first Tuesday in every April, and that's known as the Day of Action. Um, And this has been going on um, since 2004. The National Sexual Violence Resource Center um, promoted this day, and it brings awareness um, on sexual violence prevention. So it aims to, like, stop sexual assault, harassment, and abuse before it happens. Um, And we love that because that's, you know, one of the reasons why we like to go into the schools. We like to go in and do these presentations to educate the youth about this stuff so that way as they get older, hopefully they won't have the same stigma and the same beliefs put on them as, like, our generation has. Um, And like I was just saying, you know, this is done through providing those resources and educating the community, um, and especially teaching about consent and boundaries. Um, And I've I've noticed in the presentations that I've done that that is a common theme that a a lot of kids just don't know about. They don't know about, you know, what consent really is and how to set boundaries and that it's okay to set those boundaries. Um, And so, yeah, to to support this day, you want to wear teal. That's the color. 
um, to wear a teal ribbon, and we encourage everybody on April 5th to wear teal, show your support, um, take take some pictures, and tag us in, in our Facebook page. And now, do you ladies have, have happen to have some ribbons down at, at the center or anything like that that I can pick up? Or I'm not sure if we've ordered them yet. I, we we would have to talk to our supervisor to to verify that for sure. Right, right. But but typically every single year, yes, we do have ribbons. Okay. I'm just not sure if they're at the center yet. Okay. So we should. We should. Yeah. Have so. Well, I'll tell you what. As soon as they come in, I want to get my hands on. We will one let of them. you know. Absolutely. Now, uh, tell me about April 27th. I did a little bit of research on this. Uh, you, your supervisor did send me some notes, and so I looked into this. Uh, wow, denim, mm-hmm. denim day, and the reason behind it. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So I am super excited to talk about denim day. Um, there's such a powerful movement behind it, which actually started as a small local campaign. Um, so what had happened is in 1992, um, a man was sentenced to jail time for raping um, an 18-year-old girl. So in 1999, he actually, um, the sentence was overturned because actually it's, it's considered, or it's called the gene alibi. And it, the reason it was overturned is that the uh, Italian um, Supreme Court said that since this young female was wearing jeans that were really tight, she must have helped him take them off. Therefore, that was them saying that that was her consent. Um, so the next day after his sentence is overturned, the women of the Italian um, parliament all showed up to work in jeans um, united to support this victim. And then it became an international movement. So it's extremely powerful. Again, we want to encourage all of the businesses in Sheridan to, um, to help us bring awareness by wearing denim on April 27th. Mm-hmm. So any denim, not any just denim. jeans, any, any denim. denim. Yep. We're just going to call it denim day and yeah. go for it. Well, yep. all right. Uh, I've I've worn my denim today, but I will wear it on uh, April twenty seventh. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Now, uh, I I am going to say I've read a couple uh, uh, books, journalistic books uh, about uh, investigations going on over in Italy through the years, and uh, I'm just going to recommend to people to to look that up for themselves. Yes. Uh, yeah. So on April twenty seventh, wear denim jeans to show awareness and support. For victims of sexual assault, and and businesses can help you with this. They can. Uh, can we just put teal up all month long? Like oh, we would love that. It, we encourage it. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. Yes. So uh, some general awareness that we're going to be doing in April. Um, it's kind of a surprise, actually. So I can't say too much right now. We're still ironing out some of the details, but um, when you know, you'll know. Yeah. And um, you'll see what we're doing around town, hopefully. And um, if you follow our Facebook page, we will provide updates. And then at some point, uh, the big surprise will be revealed of what we're going um, to do for this. It's different than something we've ever done. And it's, a, in my opinion, it's a lot more involvement. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's really and exciting. It's, it's one of those things that's going to show, like, how something so simple can really make powerful messages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A matter of fact, sometimes it's the simple messages yes, that yes. make the most impact. Isn't Absolutely. It? I mean, you know, just uh, as an example, just look at the Nike sign. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. It's yeah. a swoop. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? It's a swoop, but everybody knows that thing. Definitely. Everyone. And now, from this point on, anytime I look at Teal, I'll know. Yes. Sexual assault awareness. Yes. Um, we also will be going around to different businesses um, asking permission to um, kind of put our what we're doing um, around their business. So you um, might see us popping in around Sheridan. Absolutely. And and so uh, you also go into the schools, as you were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, Sheridan High School and up there at the college, uh, yes. two great locations, uh, love both of them. What, what do we really talk about with the kids when we're in there? Uh, how do you address this? Because, you know, we were all in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and we know that sometimes the maturity level of ourselves can be left wanting. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and this is a sensitive subject. Uh, and some people might even feel we don't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you approach this type? I've only got about three minutes left, but I'm just curious. Yeah. How do you approach this as you go in? So how we approach this is we do different presentations and we modify them based on the age group. So like I, I normally address juniors and seniors. So my presentations can be a little bit more mature and I give disclosures and we usually have really productive conversations with those kids. Wow, and then what good. I get from them constantly is I wish I would have known about this. Earlier. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah, yes. absolutely. Like, and so then, you know, we've made presentations to go all the way down, you know, into the junior high. And the, the junior high presentation looks a little different. It's more of introducing our, our, ourselves and then also going over, um, healthy relationships. So we don't touch base on sexual assault a whole lot in the junior high um, besides, you know, how we can help you report if that's something you need or if you need support, um, supporting a friend, you can reach out to us. Um, So we kind of give the junior high students um, more options like that and a presentation that's more basic. But I'm hoping that we'll be able to, you know, expand that a little bit more well and and i think it's a fantastic approach you know because uh i can remember being in junior high and my friends were my whole world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they were everything Uh, nothing else mattered but them and and if we had a rough friendship within there we always wanted to address it but i i think that that group was able to look at that more maturely uh we all know kids can be very cruel Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, having the ability to look at somebody and say, Hey, I'm going to help you through this bullying experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely needed at that age. Mm-hmm. Once they get into juniors, once they get into seniors, you know, they've grown up. And so the way that you approach that is absolutely great. Um, I got to go ladies. Thank you for coming in today. Um, April sexual assault awareness month. Yes. Teal is the color folks. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930K, are we? At 103.9 FM. Share. Marshall here with Captain Clean. Your heating and cooling system are the lungs of your home or business, taking air in and breathing it out, directly affecting your indoor air quality. Normal day-to-day activity generates lots of contaminants and air pollutants such as dander, dust, and chemicals. 
Call today for your free HVAC cleaning estimate. It's 100% free, and nobody has the equipment or expertise to clean HVAC like we do. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Do you have simple tax returns, but you're still confused on how to prepare them? Cloud Peak Accounting can help. Cloud Peak Accounting will prepare your simple tax return while you wait. Not sure if your tax return qualifies as simple? Just call them to find out, and then set up an appointment to get your taxes done while you wait. Call Cloud Peak Accounting at 307-684-5519. That's 307-684-5519. Or visit them online at cloudpeakcpa.com. Begin this spring by improving your sleep with a new mattress from Moss Holders and Serta. Right now, every mattress at Moss Holders is on sale. Moss Holders has tons of choices from iComfort memory foams and hybrids to traditional inner spring mattresses and pillow tops. Save even more with bonus buys on bedding accessories like sheets, pillows, adjustable foundations, and mattress protectors. In stock or special order, save on every mattress purchase made at Moss Holders. Moss Holders mattress sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company office supply department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. Wyo Renovation is not a remodeling company. They're a renovation company. They'll purchase your property, no matter the condition, and renovate it back to its former glory. They're a compassionate and caring company that is wanting to assist those with properties that the owners don't know what to do with or simply cannot do the work anymore. Find out more at wyorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Exciting news. Candace Crane is here, the new GM at Sheridan Honda. Tell me what's going on. Tommy, thanks. Yeah, Valley Motor Honda is now Sheridan Honda. Same company, same great team, same great service, just a new name. And we're excited to be bringing back the $500 giveaway where you just stop in and say hi and register for a chance to win $500 in Chamber Bucks. We're really happy to be a part of this community, and this is our way of giving back. All right, stop in and Sheridan Honda and register today. Broadcasting from the Jill Bates and Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP. K R O B. Share. 